Joe, thank you so much for joining us today. Great to be with you, Raphael. Please tell us about yourself and your involvement with Reedland United Methodist Church in Paducah, Kentucky. Well, I've been a member at Reedland United Methodist for uh, over 30 years. Uh, our Methodist men's group uh, was formed about the time I started with the church, and I've been with that group uh, over 25 years. All right. And tell us about the wheelchair ramp ministry you lead. What's that all about? Well, we started with the ramp ministry in 1995. We It was an afterthought at that time. We were um, we had a helping hands group that did a lot of different things for people in our church and people in the community. And we had a request for a wheelchair ramp. Another friend of mine and Methodist man, Billy Thistlewood, uh, came to me and asked if I thought I could build the ramp. And I said, sure. He researched the uh, ramp codes and we built our first ramp. And who began the ministry and why? Well, Billy and I, Billy Thistlewood and I began the ministry uh, with that first secondary thought ramp that we built. Uh, We were doing that along with other projects with uh, a a large number of men in the group at that time. When I say we began it, there were probably eight or nine guys that worked on that first ramp. Uh, Everybody pitched in and um, but we proceeded from there and we jointly headed up the ramp group. Billy uh, moved to another church in 2010, and so we were no longer co-directors. From right, Since that time, I've been the director of the ramp ministry. And how long has the ministry been around for? Uh, this is the 28th year. Who builds these ramps? Are you all volunteers? Yes, we're, we're all volunteers. We never charged uh, for labor or workmanship at all. And we have almost never charged for materials for people uh, who, well, for anyone, really. Uh, We do accept donations from people who can afford to make donations. The lady we built for today made a substantial donation toward the cost of materials for her ramp. Uh, But no, we've always done the ramp as a ministry. The guys that build them, we have a core group of about eight guys that build the ramps. And then another four to six that help uh, when they can. And these volunteers, I understand that they're people from all walks of life. Well, all walks of life in several denominations. For Forever, it was just a group of Methodist men. Uh, we requested help through an article in a local newspaper four years ago, and we got responses from two Baptists and a Roman Catholic, all who have become best friends of mine through the rap ministry and a, a uh, an independent who is really in, in philosophy of baptist but uh so yeah that's when we changed the name to reeland united methodist men and friends because we were larger than just reeland united methodist men and we depended so greatly on these other guys they've all become core members of the group by, by the way and are the ramps mostly for the elderly or are there other needs no, no, they're absolutely not. Uh, today we built for a lady who's 76, uh, so definitely elderly, uh, two years older than me, actually. And uh, But uh, next week we will build for a young man who is mentally handicapped, and uh, he had an illness that left him paralyzed from the waist down. Uh, he competes. Uh, he's a very avid competitor in the Paralympics. Uh, he uh, woke up from the surgery after he had had this illness, and he was paralyzed from the chest down. 
and they are in rehab in another city right now. They'll be coming home next week, so we're trying to get them a ramp built before he comes home. He's probably 30. All right. And, Joe, what happens when a person cannot easily access their own home? How does that impact people emotionally and practically? Well, they become, in many ways, a prisoner in their own home, especially the elderly who often have elderly spouses. The spouse can't get the uh, person who can't walk in and out of the home. And so they have no way to get to doctor's appointments. They have no way to get out uh, to run errands, to do things that people uh, with normal uh, ambience and uh, ambivalence, I should say, uh, can do. And so in effect, they become prisoners in their own homes. Is there a cost to people who need a ramp? Uh, no, absolutely not. We build all ramps at no charge. We do, uh, when people ask what they cost, that's the response they get from me, is that the ramps are free. If you can make a donation, we can certainly use it. It's part of the uh, equation we use to buy materials. And uh, that, along with uh, some very substantial grants, donations from our own church congregation, uh, and ramp reuse. Ramp reuse is about 30% of the cost of materials of the ramps we build. We take ramps out, and with the way we build them makes them easy to reclaim and reuse. How do you pay for materials? Is it mostly, is it donations? Uh, probably uh, about 35% comes from an organization here locally called the Carson Meyer Foundation. They are absolutely critical to our ministry. Uh, about 25 to 30% from rank reuse, and uh, the rest comes from donations, and that's split about 60 or 70% from recipients and probably 30 to 35% from our own church. This is uh, a very important ministry to our church, uh, and, and our congregation supports it strongly. And how many ramps are you able to build each year? We try to build one a week. Uh, we've had a couple of other groups start up in the area, and they came in like a ball of fire and tried to do two or more a week, and they burned out. And I saw that coming about 10 or 12 years ago when we tried to increase to more than one a week. I personally got burned out because it was taking so much of my time. And so we try to keep it at one a week. Now, in reality, we have other issues that come along that uh, cause us to build a few more than that. And last year we built uh, exactly 60 ramps. That figures out to five a month. What's the most complicated ramp you've ever built? The most complicated ramp we've ever built was at Lakeshore Camp, uh, United Methodist Camp down in Camden, Tennessee. It's not typical of the ramps we build. It's not a handicapped ramp, handicapped ramp uh, but it is a ramp for uh, uh, people who attend camp and uh, are in wheelchairs. That ramp was 130 feet long. It had uh, 11 turns of various angles. It went through a woods. It was built on about a 35-degree slope around the side of the main building from the upper floor to the lower floor. Uh, and we built three 12 by 20 platforms along the way. Uh, those platforms are used for uh, gathering spaces for the young people who attend camp and their counselors. 
And I understand you recently completed your thousandth ramp. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Back in mid January, and we did number one. We did number one thousand and six today. So I can say that to emphasize the point that for us, while it was a milestone, it was also just another ramp to help somebody who needed a ramp. So how many miles of ramp do you estimate you've built over the years? I've heard between seven and eight miles. Is that true? Well, yes, Raphael, that's a good question. And that's also a good answer because we average the average ramp and they, they vary all over the place in length, but the average ramp is about 40 feet. And so if you take a 40-foot ramp uh, times 1,000 ramps, that comes out 40,000 feet. And if you do the math, that's between seven and eight miles. And the best way, it's really, it's hard for us, even for us to get a grasp on that number. Uh, I picked two or three spots when I've talked about this milestone to others and made a, a few presentations. I said, you know, the best way to try to get a grasp on it is to pick some place that you know to be seven or eight miles away and think how long it takes to drive that. Think how long it would take to walk that and imagine building a ramp over that distance. And that gives you some sort of concept of just how much ramp we have built over the years. How much do you estimate you've spent on ramp so far? Uh, in materials, about three quarters of a million dollars, which includes ramp uh, materials reuse. Um, if they were contractor built ramps, the cost of those ramps would be about $2 million, just, just under $2 million. Joe, I also understand your group is recognized throughout the region as being the most competent and efficient builders of ADA-approved and compliant ramps of any construction source available. Can you tell us more about that? Well, to build ADA-compliant ramps, you have to stay on top of the codes, and we have a couple of guys in the group that are very good at that. Um, we make sure we don't cut corners, so therefore we stick to all uh, requirements for ADA compliant ramps. Uh, there are, are required widths. There are maximum slopes. The maximum slope you can have is 12 to 1. It's either got to be flatter than equal to that or flatter. All turns, have, you have to be able to draw a five-foot uh, diameter circle inside of every turn, whether it's a 90-degree turn or 180-degree turn. Uh, you have to have a mid-rail, a top rail, and a tow rail. You have to have a grip rail. Um, and a number of other things, those are some that just quickly come by. Every door, uh, every door has to have a landing flush with the, uh, the door uh, threshold so that when someone walks out onto it or rolls a wheelchair out onto it, there's not a drop down. By the way, a lot, of, a lot of contractors, even though they're good builders, they don't know the code. So we've gone back to take out or modify contractor built ramps. And uh, very often we find deficiencies in the way they're built. Joe, on a personal note, why do you do this? Well, um, it's a great need. Our motto is that we are the hands and feet of God. Here on earth, uh, people have needs, and this is a great need in our community. We are never prideful of our work, but we do take a lot of satisfaction in being able to help others. And I speak for all of the guys when I say that that uh, you know we it's just something we are drawn to do it is something that we have uh, been called to do and we continue to do it week after week what's in your heart for this ministry uh, that's a tough question right now we started this as i said it was just part of a helping hands ministry 
when we started it, we were doing a lot of other things. We found out our our ministry, our ability to build quality ramps spread by word of mouth, uh, on the internet, uh, Facebook, uh, through newspaper articles, and the demand came great, became greater and greater. We had to uh, abandon the Helping Hands ministry because we were so consumed with this vital ministry. Uh, we let others do the Helping Hands work. Uh, so it's something I personally cannot walk away from it. And I think the rest of the guys feel that way too. When we see the lady today, she was one of those who was a captive in her own home. She just within the past few weeks, she had gotten too weak to be able to walk down her steps. And without a ramp, she, she hadn't been out of her home in several weeks because she couldn't get up and down her steps anymore. So we built her a ramp. Now she'll be able to get to, she can still drive. Um, she can still go places, but she could not get up and down her steps. When you see somebody like that, uh, you have to, I mean, you're compelled to do the work. Uh, somebody like that also is at risk from uh, fire uh, to their home. If they can't get out of their home, they could they could burn up their house catches on fire. And how does it make you feel to see a completed project and a person getting the ramp they desperately need? Well, it, obviously a feeling of great satisfaction um, and accomplishment because the person who received our 1,000th ramp that gentleman had not been able to get out of the house to go to the doctor. They hadn't been able to get out of the house. His wife was not able to get him up and down their steps. And then he, he was in a wheelchair, confined to a wheelchair. Uh, to see them when we put the last screw in that ramp and to see them roll down the ramp and easily get to their car is just, you can't help but feel very, very satisfied, very rewarded, very warm. And, and what you have helped somebody else do. And, and again, emphasizing that we're just, we're just God's hands and feet. We're doing it's his work. We're doing it for him. And what's been the reaction from the people that you've helped? Well, I guess the most common word, single word we hear is so grateful. Uh, it's two words, but uh, the word grateful is in almost every response. The word invaluable is in almost every response because they've, can't get by without these ramps. The ramp we're building next week, that young man cannot come home from rehab in Louisville until we get a ramp in for him. Uh, he's not permitted to go back to his home. Uh, uh, the hospital will not release him until they have gotten word that he has a way to get in and out of his house safely. And what's your goal? What do you hope to accomplish through this ministry? Well, we don't have any end goal as such. We all plan to continue building ramps until we become physically unable to build ramps. Um, for me, I have no idea when that will be. Um, I already have four artificial joints. So we build ramps for people who aren't so fortunate. Uh, so maybe they are getting their first artificial knee, but their health otherwise is not great and they need a ramp. I personally still snow ski and water ski and play pickleball. Um, so my joints all work well, but other people aren't so fortunate. So God has blessed me and all the men in this ministry to give us the strength and the health to be able to help others. And Joe, for more information about the wheelchair ramp ministry, uh, including information for people who may want to volunteer or people who might need a ramp built, how can they get a hold of you? 
Well, they can call Reading United Methodist Church. Uh, that number is 270-898-2114. Or they can call me directly, uh, Joe at uh, 270-210-7075. On Facebook, you can just type in Reading United Methodist Church, and it will go to our uh, Facebook site. Uh, we certainly can always use more volunteers. We depend to a great degree on donations to the ministry to help uh, build ramps at no charge for people. And Joe, before we conclude, is there anything else you'd like to share about the wheelchair ramp ministry? Uh, I would just encourage others to consider a similar ministry in your area. Uh, you won't realize the need until you offer the solution. And when you do, you'll find out uh, you'd be greatly blessed by helping others and that the need is beyond description. Joe, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Raphael, for having me. It was certainly a pleasure.